2: Hello, and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove.
3: Welcome, everybody, to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove. And with me is uh, the super producer, Jason.
2: Hey, how's it going, everybody?
3: (laughs) Hey, uh, we just want to do a little quick intro to this week's uh, episode, Um, especially for all the North Central Ohio and just Ohio people in general. um, We have Ohio's own Jason Woods tonight. Um, He is a producer, director, screenwriter, originally from Akron, Ohio, uh, currently living out in uh, Hollywood. Out in L.A., and uh, I, I think everybody's going to enjoy hearing his story and his efforts to to bring the motion picture industry, at least, you know, for his his feature that he wants to shoot back to the Ohio area, uh, hopefully next summer.
2: Shane, you know what I like about this gentleman is the fact that he got started. He's from Akron, Ohio. We're not known as a movie town or a movie state, in fact, even though now we're starting to get a little bit of uh, notoriety for that with the tax break and all. But this gentleman here started here, went out west, starting to get some momentum behind him, got some success, had a couple successful projects before this one, and he's still thinking about his hometown and he wants to do a movie back here in Akron, Ohio. I find yeah, it's, that fascinating.
3: Yeah, and, and, and since I've got to know Jason um, probably you know, it's been it's been a couple months now, um, when he announced that he was going to bring this project back here, he he really on his uh, through his social media um on Facebook, on the, on the Copley Road Movie Facebook page, he he really is promoting a lot of Ohio talent as far as uh, writers, performers, song, singers, songwriters, uh, artists of all sorts. I mean, and when you talk to him, you just see what a genuine... Uh, guy, he is. How you know he he just wants the best for the area, and, and it's pretty cool that he wants to come back to Ohio and use as many resources as he can back here to uh, to create something kind of special.
2: Oh yeah, he doesn't want this to be just a, a one project deal. He wants to build something for Ohio so that other people would come and invest in this and use the resources we have in
3: Ohio. Also, yeah yeah exactly exactly so and and I think um you know it, it's kind of what we're doing here on the on the podcast is we we want to talk to as many people in Ohio who are um, i i don't know involved in the kind of things that we're trying to uh, trying to get to get to our audience and the paranormal the supernatural um Doing doing you know movies and entertainment and I think he kind of uh, um, that's the sort of thing that interests us. We think it interests our listeners, so we hope everybody uh, en- enjoys um, enjoys this interview with Jason. And when you get to the you know when you get done with it, please go to his Stealth Wings Productions YouTube channel, subscribe to it and check out the short DUI and then the trailer for the bowels. Um, because then you're going to see the, this this cat really, really, really knows how to make some, some thought-provoking and stomach-turning cinema.
2: <laughs> oh, no <laughs> wow. doubt. No doubt. <laughs> and, and while you're there on YouTube, go to the... From the shadows podcast channel and subscribe to our channel as well
3: yes that's a good that's a good point and um in fact jason jason and i were just talking today how interesting it is to take a look at uh, some of our older memberships or see what our, our members are doing with some of our old episodes um excuse me for misspeaking there, it's late, but uh, <laughs> but uh, to see how people are uh, consuming those episodes and um, just it, it's exciting to see how many people are coming aboard and checking out the podcast from all over the world. And, uh, um, I mean, just the, uh, for example, the Dogman episode where our very own uh from the shadows podcast crew member, the judge uh, tells his story from when we were back in high school of, of uh, his experience with a dog man. I mean, that has been downloaded and listened to the most for sure out of all of our episodes. And uh, we'd like to see every episode be downloaded and listened to as much as that. You know, and, and just a little sidebar that story that the judge tells, um, he's actually been on a couple really big, much bigger than ours, podcasts telling that story to the point where uh, I believe that story is going to be in an, in a book by a very famous uh, crypto zoologist uh, podcast host, um, and we'll announce that probably a little bit later when it comes out. But uh, that's how fascinating that story is so um you know go back and check out that story if this if you're a first time listener to the to the podcast today um go check out that story and all the rest of them
2: indeed and that story there has been individuals from china mexico japan norway uh india and this week we had an individual from pakistan has listened to that program. Uh we're slowly but surely we 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 love our Ohio based audience but we're a, we are a platform and we want to hear stories from everybody. So I love to talk to people from wherever you're at. Contact us. Contact us uh through our Facebook uh After the Shadows communication board page whatever you want to call it. But it's it's a way where you can communicate with other listeners of the podcast as well as getting in contact with us. It's called After the Shadows. It's a Facebook community page. Uh, like us on our regular Facebook page as well. Um, we like to hear from you, and we're here for you as well as our own enjoyment. And uh, we just want to keep things going and... Um, hear exciting stories from our listeners and provide stories from other famous people and share with our listeners.
3: Yeah, we get, we get a lot of good uh, discussions going on, um, especially on our Instagram page. Um, it seems like every time I put something up, somebody's making a comment or sending me a message about something, um, you know, and you can find us on Twitter too. Um, so it's there's a lot of ways to get a hold of us, and uh we certainly encourage uh everyone to uh share their experience with us, give us ideas for new episodes um you know that's that's what we're here to do. we love it so
2: all right, Shane. let's wrap this up so we can uh well first of all, before we wrap it up. Let's give a word from this week's sponsor.
3: Hey, everyone. This is uh, Shane Grove with from the Shadows Podcast, and we would like to uh, welcome a new sponsor this week, Neon Deuce Artist Management. Jason, guess what, man? I was at the grocery store the other day, and somebody noticed me. Knew, really? Knew I was from the podcast. Ain't that
2: something. You know what? The same thing happened to me at the gym, believe
3: it or not. Really? Yeah. Well, y- you know what? Hey, let's give Neon Deuce Artist Management a call. Maybe we need some management, man. Hey,
2: maybe we we can talk to that guy, uh, David Wade. I hear he's pretty good and does a good job. Okay, let's give him a call. All right. Hello, this is David Wade,
4: Neon Deuce Artist Management.
5: May I help you?
3: Hey, David. Hey. My name is Shane Grove. I'm the host of From the Shadows podcast. On the line with me is Jason
2: Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast.
3: Hey, well, well first off, we'd like to thank you for being a sponsor of this week's podcast From the Shad
4: From the Shadows, okay?
3: Okay. Yeah, From the Shadows, but yeah, okay. And so we're we're actually calling because Jason and I kind of, you know, we kind of think maybe we're at the point of our careers that we might need a little uh, artist management. Is, wait, and wait, I understand that's what you do.
4: Minute. You you aren't those uh, guys I saw on that Chris Hansen show uh, from the shadow. No no no, 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 no,
3: no, no, no. no. That's a totally. different
2: program. Totally different. <laughs>
4: <That's> <laughs> oh, OK. Then we're cool. We're cool. Well, hey, thanks for calling. So from the shout, the Bigfoot stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah, yes, the Bigfoot yes. stuff.
2: Jerry, you got Jerry on we, your show. We have Jerry. He hunts Bigfoots, and uh matter <laughs> of fact, he's got an open claim out there that he's going to tackle Bigfoot. Well, if
4: anybody that can tackle Bigfoot barehanded deserves to be part of Neon Deuce Management. I'll tell you what, you got his number. I mean, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's getting a little older. This guy tackles Bigfoots. This guy's going places. Can, is Jerry there with you? Can I talk to him? Uh, so no, so you not right so you, now.
3: It's so not. You, so you want Jerry's number?
4: Oh yeah, this guy's going places.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, well, no. I, I guess I guess we can get it for you. um Yeah, we'll I'll, let him know. I'll, get your, yeah, uh, I'll man, get your
4: you guys are the best, Jerry from from the Shadows podcast. That's what we're talking about. Thank you, gentlemen
3: okay all uh,
4: right
2: well thanks I'll David pass the for word your time on. and yeah yeah i'll pass yeah. the word on to jerry and um we'll have him to get in contact with you
4: that's the best thank you so much have a great day guys
3: what was your name uh, all today?
2: right um that's the host well, shane grove he's the host of the from the shadows podcast and i am jason lewis the producer
4: Oh,
2: okay, guys. Well, hey, best of luck. Thanks. Good talking to you. Good to to talk with you, Dave. Thank you, sir.
3: Yep. Well, Jason, that didn't exactly go how I planned.
2: No, I didn't think so. Uh, No, I actually thought (laughs) that uh, we'd be a little bit more recognized than that.
3: (laughs) Well, let's deflate
2: them Eagles back down, I'll tell you.
3: There you go. Well, anybody listening, um, Neon Deuce Artist Management, give David Wade a call when you want to get your ego in check.
2: All right. Now that we've got that out of way out of the way, let's go ahead on and get started with this week's episode.
3: Yep, and let us know. Let us know what you think, and let uh, let Jason know what you think. Go, uh, Jason Woods, that is, not Jason, the super producer. <laughs> but, but, but J- yeah, J- let Jason Woods know and uh, go out and support this dude because he's uh, he's the real deal.
2: He's doing something big for Ohio. For all you local Ohioans that listen to us and that you have friends that don't know about us, let them know about us so that they can support all of our local talent that we'll have on this show that we've had in the past and we'll have here in the near future.
3: Hey, good evening, everybody. This is uh, Shane Grove, your host of From the Shadows podcast. And tonight, this glorious evening, we are joined with our super producer, Jason. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, The judge. Good evening, all. And uh, I wish everybody could see the judge's beard. It's magnificent tonight. Um, and our and our very special guest, uh, director, screenwriter, producer, and Ohio's own Jason Woods. How you doing tonight, Jason? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Doing great. Thank you. So I would say, um, let's start and uh, let's let's go back and, and start telling us about DUI again. So just just start in and just. Um, tell us how that got made and and uh the characters a little bit
5: okay okay so with uh dui you know i really wanted to um to tell a story that had an interesting twist that no one that i've i've never seen before and so that twist was could i make an, an entire film where the main characters have their hands tied behind their back and so um to practice for this. I basically had my wife tie my hands together and I would sit in my car for, for however long or I would walk around the house, I would go in different rooms and I would say, how can I do basic tasks that, that I normally use my hands to do? How would I figure out a way to do it without the use of my hands? And so it was this long practice, but it, it ultimately um, created a sandbox of crazy ideas that I could go to while making this film. And one of the interesting notes, when we were doing um, auditions, I'm not sure if you guys caught at the very end of the film. Um, there's like the crazy guy in the garage that comes out, and yeah. he has two like prosthetic hands. and And that wasn't planned at all. It just kind of happened during the audition. He was just that good, and he was uh, that creepy and believable that um, we wrote we rewrote that part of the script around him, and it was so just an interesting is, twist.
3: So that guy actually does have two prosthetic hands. He it's yeah. not like a okay, all right. So it's not it's like a right. like, uh, okay.
5: Yeah, and so I remember meeting with him and I was asking him questions like, well, how are you gonna hold a gun? And how, and he was just, he blew me away. Like he was able to like, you know, tie zip ties and do anything that I could do, he could do with, you know, these prosthetic hands or hooks. And so he really blew me away. But, um, so there was that, and then there's just the, having the right team of people on board. Uh, my producer, Darren Minnell, he, um, he, at the time he was shooting a, a web series, along with McCray, that he invited me to join him on. And from that process, he was the right fit to bring on UI. He's also a producer on on Copley Road as well. And uh, also bringing in Nick Kramer, who was a phenomenal um, director Uh, at the time I was dealing with health issues. And so he stepped in into that role. And I was the executive producer and uh, we cast several people. Uh, David Ross Patterson, uh, he really that's the guy who played the cop. He really, in my opinion, you know, made the movie. I remember during the audition.
3: He was fantastic. He was fantastic.
5: Yeah. Yes. I remember during the audition, he had did the scene where he was calling his wife on the phone and everyone in the room was just blown away. Like, I was, like, terrified of this guy. Just <laughs> his way of playing that character. It was amazing. And I, I hope someday to work with him again when we do the feature version of DUI, which, you know, that's another item that's going to be forthcoming down the road. So, um, So...
3: And once again, you know, we urge the listeners um, and we'll give all the information here towards the end of the interview. But I mean, just if you don't have 16 minutes to go watch this short, uh, short film, then uh, you shouldn't be watching anything because it's well worth the uh, it's well worth the time because it it is an amazing little piece of uh, of, uh, cinematic pleasure, I should say, because it's. It does. It like Jason says. It draws you right in and blows you out the other end. So <laughs> like, what the heck just happened? So and I and I remember I, when I watched. I remember texting you and saying, "I know that you know what you're doing," since you you know.
5: <laughs> I appreciate that.
3: You 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 got a handle on the, on what it is that you're trying to accomplish just from that short. So but. So, back probably before we got to the DUI part. What, what? So you get to California and you survive the broken down car, the homelessness, the you know just the the beaten on every door to have them slam in your face. What was your? What would you consider was your first real break? Like where where did the tide start to turn that you thought okay? I don't have to go back to Akron. I don't have to go back to the ice cream shop and the, the, the Summit Mall. What uh, sure. you know? What, what made you feel like you could do? You belong out there. Um, well,
5: you no, know, I think that DUI was that. I think that um, up until that point, it was just a lot of um, writing and just a lot of rejection. So you write the script one way, and they'll say, "Oh, well, this is too cliche." And then you go the other way, and then, oh, this is too far out there, and and there's just never like a middle ground. Everything that you write it just changes. So I, I write an action script, and then I'll have someone say, "Well, this is a great script, but maybe you should take all of the um, the Asian characters out of the story because they're not marketable, and just replace them with something else." You know, and so it was just it was just never enough. It was like no matter what I did, it felt like it would never pan out for me. And so I, at some point, I just kind of lost. I've kind of lost the interest in Hollywood. I felt like I had to lose who I was in order to be to fit in. And so um, when I was able to work on the set of, of someone else's short film, it it clicked to me that, that it wasn't impossible, that I didn't need a studio to support me to do it. All I needed was the, the, the knowledge of how to make a film and the resources being other people that were like me. And at the time, I, I had worked at a movie theater in Hollywood, and this theater, um, all of the crew members there were either actors or filmmakers or comedians, because this theater um, Arclight, you know, it it was a theater that had a lot of um, celebrities that were there all the time. And so people that worked there were trying to be discovered. But you see all these gyms, all of these people had pieces that they yep. could bring to the table. And all it took was someone who has the vision to put those pieces together. And that's kind of what I was figuring out. And so that's kind of what gave me the, the inspiration to, to try that with DUI. And, give everything I had, invest in my project and put everything I could into this project and give it the best effort I could.
3: So, okay, so you get DUI done and it goes to, that That made the rounds at some film festivals, didn't
5: it? Correct, yes, it, um, you know, it played all over the, the country, um, you know, won awards in, uh, Miami and LA and so it was really a, a great experience and every time you would, I would go to one of these festivals, um, and just have that experience, it just kind of built my my confidence and and showed me that you know I could be there, I could I could do something that's relevant and worthy um, if I just push myself harder.
3: So so now then, where what's the, what was the next step then that gave you the idea? You know what I want to go back to Akron, and I want to make a movie that's that's shot there completely, uses all local, mostly all local people, all local resources. I mean, what, what what gave you that spark to think that you wanted to do that and that you had the guts to come, come back to Akron and do it?
5: Sure. I, well, so after DUI came out, you know, DUI was very successful for me, and um, a lot of people said, oh, this should be a feature film. and So I, I had a feature script for it, and I – i went back into the mode of maybe i can sell this to hollywood maybe now hollywood will understand because it's popular they will understand that the script has value and the same thing was happening where you get producers that would say man i really love this script but i got an idea for you um what if you took this script and and made it different what if you put uh, a a white police officer and then put two black people in the back seat because then that would that would you know, enrage the black audiences and draw them to the to the film, and then that would you can do like a Black Lives Matter or something to really tack onto that and take advantage of that situation, or put to um, to to gay a gay couple in the back seat, and then you can just go to that group and really push them to support you. And the thing was, it just didn't feel very genuine. It felt like the reason why I would be doing this is to take advantage of someone else's movement. It wasn't truly what the story was.
1: Yeah, so
3: that's became, just, it's just a shtick to. To draw attention when the real attention is is how great the story is.
5: Yeah, I think that's that's the part that really bummed, bummed me out. I'm like I felt the story was strong enough uh, the way the way it was, but it was like it was constantly how do you change it? And I know from a from a business side, sometimes you have to be able to change it, but how far are you going to go with that? You know, at one point someone was saying, well, you know, this is this would be a great film for someone that's like a Liam Neeson. So what if you just make the movie about a cop who has 24 hours to to find all the clues and solve all the answers. But really the story is about someone who isn't that strong. Everyone's not that strong. You know, that's kind of what I wanted to do. And when that happened, I had kind of gone into like this depression where I just felt like a sense of rebellion against Hollywood and against like just the way that my art was being pushed into this state. And so from there came my second film called The Bowels, which uh, just came out this year. It's, there's a trailer for it on YouTube, but it's not available yet. It's currently in it film festivals. But this film, like, really goes there. Like, it really pushes um, far beyond...
3: <laughs> the yes, world. and I will, I will attest to all of <laughs> our listeners that this, this, this trailer, and uh, I've only seen the trailer, does push, <laughs> or seem to push, quite a few <laughs> boundaries. Of, yes! Of, I mean, it just, um, but I mean, for, I guess if you're going to listen to this podcast and want to know uh, what's in the shadows, well, the bowels certainly are in the shadows.
2: Well, absolutely. <laughs> I was just thinking while you guys were discussing that, I can't wait to see it.
5: Oh, geez, no. <laughs> yeah, So, but you know, the funny part is like the bowels is also an award winning film and um, the thing that made the bowels, very special for me. So one, it was a rebellion thing. I really thought to myself, what if I made a film where I really didn't care about what anybody thought? What if I made a film that I don't care if it ever gets accepted to any festivals, I don't care if anybody understands it, it's just me creating as an artist and that's what The bows was. And with The bows, I had the, the burden of trying to replicate you know, the bar that was set for me with DUI without any resources like you know this had a fraction of the money that was involved for DUI a fraction of the people that were there for example in DUI there were like about 40 people on set for this project it was just the actors and you know myself and and producer and the cameraman so you know it was just we really <laughs> struggled to make it but I felt like the quality of it I was really blown away considering the lack of resources I was really happy with the way it turned out and the biggest part about it was that it it's made me that much stronger and that much fearless artistically, where I can be myself. And if you make the film like the bowels, like there's nothing you can say negatively about anything not, I do. No, I've been there, I know. <laughs>
3: that's, 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 I, I, like. While I'm eagerly awaiting the full uh, feature do of DUI, I'm not sure I could uh, go a full ten rounds with the bowels. But, <laughs> no, I, I,
5: yeah, so that was definitely a great a great chapter for me. It was a very liberating. I felt liberated after that, and from there, um, the next phase was now that I feel confident, I've built experience in myself as director. I know that I can make short films. I've done done it more than once. Not just my two short films, but I've had roles in other people's web series and short films and directed music videos. And so there's a lot of things that that, that I've been a part of, and I wanted to write a script that was a horror anthology, five different short films that I could combine together as a feature. And the strategy behind that, which is, this is Copley Road we're talking about now. The strategy behind this was, what if I was unable to to get the backing to shoot a feature film? Well, I know how to do a short film. So what if I just do five short films and then when I'm done, I can combine all of them together and say, now I have a feature film. That was the original concept behind Copley Road. And I always wanted to film in Ohio. I never wanted to leave Ohio. And so, I had learned from a business standpoint over the years, my biggest lesson that I've learned was that everybody has their own set of circumstances. And so people usually look at, well, how did Tarantino do it? How did so-and-so do it? And then they try to follow that protocol. But the reality of it is, is that you have your own situation. And the faster you learn your own situation and how to leverage that, is the faster you will succeed in, in life and that's kind of what the bowels were not the bowels sorry that's what cauliflower road was, was you can't get away
3: from the bowels can you, you can. <laughs> I can't get away from the bowels <laughs> and so, no, i mean but th- what you just said there is i mean in and of itself is pretty i mean that's that's a great uh that's a great statement you know once you figure out what what the situation what your situation is and how you can either um, I hate to use the word exploit, but how you can exploit your situation, or uh, overcome your situation, or you know whatever it is you got to do. But the sooner you figure it out, the quicker you're going to take that that next step or that next leap. I think. I mean, I I think you're right on with that for sure.
5: Exactly. And what I, what I also learned in that process was that when I would run into friends who um, who were from Ohio, you know, they would say you live in Hollywood? Oh my God, this is amazing. And they didn't realize that like when I go to Hollywood, the way I see Hollywood, it's disgusting. It smells like like urine. (laughs) I live in a closet. (laughs) I can't park. It's just a really bad experience. But for the people in Ohio, it's like, no, but that's Hollywood. That's like the the stars and the walk of fame. And so like the magic of filmmaking still exists in Ohio a lot more than it does in L.A. If I I go somewhere in L.A. and say, hey, I got a film called Copy Road, nobody cares. But in Ohio, it's like, People care. It's like this magical thing, and so once you understand that, it's like, yeah. why wouldn't you want to film there? Why wouldn't you want to build there and use the same concept that I that I had discussed about working in the movie theater with all of the pieces that are all around you and combining them together? What if the same pieces were available in Ohio? So maybe I can't do everything by myself, but maybe there are tons of other people who have the same who have pieces, and collectively we can do something. That's big and important. That matters.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's another. I mean, um, and that's another outstanding thing that you do. Uh, just as you know, and I know it's 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 all part of this process as a whole uh, of coming back here and, and making a film and stuff. But but the way that you promote um, and give some exposure to the people from Northeast Ohio, especially. Um, you know the music the um the arts the you know just everything that you promote on on your Facebook page and, and and stuff I mean that's fantastic that's fantastic the way you do that and 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 that's brilliant because that like you said it, it's giving Akron and the rest of Ohio up there that are going to be part of this it, it gives them some ownership you know Absolutely. I think. I think it feel it makes them feel like, um, hey, we're part of the, you know we're going to be part of this when it's all said and done. Maybe a little part. It may be, you know, I mean, and it's the same thing that you know Jason and I have experienced um, with the movie that we were part of that's filmed in Mansfield. It's right. the same thing. It's you know how many movies are made in Hollywood every year. You know, uh, maybe not all are filmed there, but they're the genesis of them are 95% of what's being made is probably, that's the genesis. How many, how many, if you make this movie in Akron, how many movies were made in Akron over the last 60 years? Exactly.
5: There's very few. And I think that, I know that there's a lot of um, studios that are coming to like Ohio to to film like scenes for, to kind of take, you know, the tax breaks or whatever, but it's not the same because you don't know when you're watching the Avengers, you don't say, Oh, that's, that's Akron, that's Cleveland. They're not actually trying to actually use that environment as the backdrop. And that's kind of what we're doing, not just with this film, but my vision is bigger than that. I really want to build a platform to continuously, not just myself, but continuously build a hub for people in that area to really brand ourselves and really celebrate ourselves.
3: Yeah, I think, I think that's a brilliant, brilliant idea. I mean, uh, there's just, you know, there's no way around it i think it's brilliant so so how how is it uh how's the machine coming as far as you know what are or what are you looking at do you have anything uh concrete um or are you still in the in the planning stages and and trying to raise capital and stuff like that
5: sure so some of it isn't in place and there's other parts that we're still putting in putting in place um just the response has been overwhelming as far as um, a lot of people that have reached out to volunteer things, you know, like locations and, and ideas of, of like sponsorships and all these things. And so there's definitely a lot of pieces that we're, that we're working to sort through, myself and my team, just to figure out how to, how to maximize the project and to do things that's going to be relevant, um, not just for the sake of the film, but to try to create a new energy in that area that will survive past the film. And so I, I feel like it's really working. I think that what I've learned in this process is that it's a lot bigger than just me and everyone kind of has a connection to this. Just by the name Copley Road, you know, I get so many um, emails from people that they're not asking for anything, they just wanna tell me their story about, about their life in, in Akron or living off of Copley Road or living in Copley or wherever. And it just, it'll just be like a, like a page long email and I'll read it And it's like, they're not asking for anything. They just want to share that they're connected to it too. I even had someone call me um, from prison, (laughs) a cousin of mine saying that everyone in the prison that saw it on the news and they're all, they want to be in the film. And I'm like, wow, how are we gonna do that? I don't know. But it just shows you like um, that everyone feels some sort of connection no matter who you are and how, you know, what part of the city you're from, we're all in this together.
3: Now. Is there a part of you, or is there, I mean, is there even a chance that you would say, you know what, especially if you, you know, when you win, I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when, because I firmly believe this is, there's no stopping this. Oh yeah, Um, this is gold. Yeah, there's no stopping. I mean, uh, you ever think about maybe uh, moving back from uh, stinky, crappy, ugly (laughs) California? And, and <laughs> down the roots back in Akron and, and maybe um, you know creating a a new mecca for movies and and entertainment in uh, sure. Northeast Ohio.
5: Yeah, so that's actually that's actually my my big plan. So one of the biggest hurdles or the biggest hurdle in that plan, the reason why it hasn't happened yet, is. That I have, a, I have a, a wife that's from Los Angeles and and two kids who who are out here, so that's the biggest hurdle is getting them over the idea of snow. So that's a battle that we face. <laughs> <laughs>
3: wait a second, no, wait a second. Let me wait a second. Snow is way better than stinky, smelly, not being able to park. Come on. I mean,
2: come on! They're defecating on the sidewalk out there where <laughs> they don't do that in Ohio. Hey, look,
3: Jason. Jason. that's your fault for bringing them back here when it's
2: okay.
3: So <laughs> <That's> all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you so just no, bring I, them back in June and July, and then and then and then they don't know what to expect. I think that's the way it's, it's the same way all over the country.
5: Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely want, I'm definitely. My vision is to build my brand in Ohio. And I think that um with that from a business standpoint, I have to be um aware of the fact that there are a lot of resources out here in Los Angeles. And so if there's a way to funnel in resources from here there, then it it's worthwhile to have a presence in both locations. Whether that whether that means I live in LA, I live in Ohio, I don't know. That's something that um my you know, my family and I will have to we'll have that battle <laughs> over time. But ultimately, I, I feel like um, I believe in myself and I think that she my wife has been really blown away by the response of Copley Road. I remember when it first when we first put the, the page up on Facebook, we weren't really trying to market it. It was like a placeholder. And um, when people found out about it, it just spread like a wildfire. And my wife and I, like 24 hours a day, you know, it was just us at first responding to all these emails, and all these responses, and like every 30 <laughs> seconds, another one, and we're like, what in the world is going on? Mm-hmm. And she had said, like, I, I cannot believe that I've underestimated the people of Ohio. Like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. So she was blown away by that. So I think that's a big um, phase in the in the process, of in the battle of winning her over to have her move back to Ohio with ah. me. <laughs>
3: Now has she has she recovered from you telling her that you were going to be on from the Shadows podcast? Yeah. Oh my god. So <laughs> so
5: so um
3: so since, you know, we we at least got to touch base a little bit since we're, you know, our podcast is about the uh, the supernatural and the unknown and stuff what you know growing up in akron what were some of the best scary places in akron some of the best legends uh you know or was there something that you yourself had hap- you know had happened that uh maybe to this day you can't explain
5: sure there's a lot of things that i that i've experienced over the years um like just i, m- I remember a few times when i, when I used to live Um, with my brothers um, at my grandmother's house for the summer I used to always see people walking around in the attic they used to force us to sleep in the attic and it was really hot up there like maybe like 100 degrees up there but I always would see someone pacing back and forth in front of the room where where we would sleep at and no one would believe me but I used to always tell them about that and no one believed that I would experience that Um, and there's been several other times where I've seen like Things that I would perceive as a, as a ghost, you know, being inside of a, um, like our back house that no one w- would believe that I would see it. And it was always a thing that no one believed me. Um, but as far as like, like urban legends, um, it wasn't really tied to Ohio. It was just basic, basic things like ghost stories and people um, sharing their like Bloody Mary type of story, things like that, and just their own experiences. And I never played with the Ouija board, but I had a lot of friends who did, and just their stories used to always creep me out. I've always wanted to do like urban exploring, and I remember um, watching a video more recently of someone that was in Runicker's Mall before it, before it closed down, and just seeing how everything that I've, that I grew up, like when I go back now, a lot of it's boarded up and it's not there anymore that's one of the things that really um, sticks with me as part of the things that I want to explore more um, after Copley Road is really exploring some of the of the older areas that um, like you know, rubber bowls type of things that I feel like is beautiful to me, but to other people it may be like, oh, just the wasteland, a lot of the of the old factories, things of that nature. There's a lot of potential there.
3: I yeah, I mean, the time I spent in Akron, there, you know, and and I think we probably maybe have even discussed this when you're younger, don't really appreciate all the history and all the, especially architectural. Architecturally wise, it, the the buildings and how beautiful they are, and what you know what had gone on there for 150 years prior, or or what I mean, it's just it's just an appreciation you don't have as a young as a younger kid, and then as you get older, you're like, Yeah, I wish I'd have paid more attention to some of that stuff. And Absolutely. next thing you know, it's boarded up and bulldozed down, and um, you know, so. Yeah, and, a lot of memories, but, like Jugger
5: Lake and stuff.
3: Oh yeah, Juggal. Yep,
5: exactly.
3: Yeah. Lake. Yeah, I remember so the rubber bowl is that that is they don't Akron doesn't use that anymore.
5: Um, I don't believe they do. I haven't been back in a while, but I haven't seen them use it for anything um, in many years.
3: Okay. All right. I remember one night um, me and the uh, the guy that I lived with up in Akron. Um, actually uh, the judge's bailiff. Now, one night we just were driving around and we had always driven past that sign that said to the rubber ball. And we just (laughs) drove back there one night. And we were, I mean, we, you know, this is way before all the domestic terrorism and and threats and stuff. We we just walked right into the stadium in the middle of the night. Oh, wow. And and just kind of looking around and you're just like, okay, this is kind of cool, you know? <laughs> yes. Why aren't the kids in Akron coming back here checking this place out? I don't know. You'd
5: don't be surprised. Know. Like, since since the page for Copy Road has been up, I've had people just sending me pictures of, like, their house saying, like, look how messed up my house is. And it's like, to me, it's, like, beautiful because, like, why don't you have a camera? Why aren't you filming this? This is like a horror movie looking at your
3: basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, you want to talk about a horror movie, when I went to Akron University, living on Brown Street was a horror movie. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you something. That was, that was
1: horrible.
3: <laughs> Holy what, well, yes. well, well, Jason, wh- why don't you um, tell listeners what um, you know, where they can find uh, DUI, the, even the Bowels. You can even tell them where to find the Bowels. How they can <laughs> follow the progress of cop the copley road movie and how they can just maybe uh maybe they can get in touch with you and just say hey you know this is what i remember this is you know they can send you some pictures or something if they if they're from that uh from that area up there
5: absolutely so we have a few different spots so for um for dui you can look you can see it either on um the youtube page for scream fest or the Wing productions uh youtube page most of the views for are currently on ScreenFest, so that's usually where most people go to. Um, on our Stuffing Productions YouTube page, you can also see the trailer for The bows, and at some point we'll release the, the film there for those who, who dare to watch it. Uh, you, also, guys can le-
3: you guys can <laughs> let me know how that ends up. <laughs> you,
5: you don't look at me the same. <laughs> but, uh, also, um, as far as Copley Road, so we we have a instagram copyright movie as well as a facebook page copy road movie our facebook page is our main source so that's where i release uh, the different episodes of my vlog where i just talk about my journey as a filmmaker and and eventually updates for the film as they become available also things like you know opportunities to be a part of the film or um, ways to support in any way like we'll post that on the copy road uh, movie facebook page so that's the main source to check out and also i mean i'm on facebook too jason wood so look me up and send me a friend request I'll, I'll be your friend
3: all right all right it's a good thing jason that jerry is not on because he hears somebody will be his friend and, then jerry <laughs> immediately. Uh-oh. and, and all i could think of when we talk about the bowels is that jerry would have been a perfect actor for that movie <laughs> <laughs> and i won't say any more about that <laughs> but uh jason i know we're uh we're all excited to uh to see how this unfolds and you know uh you know i you know i'm in your corner and i'm here to uh help champion the cause um and you know help out in any way we can to get the word out and um the whole hope crew you, from the Shadows podcast yep. crew, yes. Yep. Hope you hope you see you know get this uh, get this project to the end because I think it'd be fan- it's going to be fantastic and great for the state of Ohio. Oh yes, um, I appreciate you know,
2: that. Guy. I mean
3: it's one it's one thing to have big movie studios and stuff come into Ohio and shoot, but it's another thing to be homegrown. Uh, exactly. There's something really cool about that. Really cool about that. So. Um, that's yeah, putting,
2: it. ma- putting us on the map.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I urge everybody to go check out the uh, Copley Road, uh, the movie Facebook page because Jason's video, uh, little videos he puts on there are fantastic. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't make you want to, you know, pull a Rocky and go running down the street and raise your hands up in the air and say I can do it, then. And you just don't need to even worry about doing anything because, <laughs> because, uh, it's the real deal. So, well, thank wow. you, Jason, um, <laughs> for joining us tonight. And, uh, we're looking forward to seeing, uh, what's next from you.
5: I really appreciate the love and support guys. Thank you so much for having me.
3: Yeah. Thank no you, problem. Jason. No yep. problem. Have a, have a good one. We'll, we'll you too. A Take care
5: guys.
2: Yeah. Yep. See yeah. You. Right. You. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast dot daddy sites.com Or, contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows. And tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness. Or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out.